All righty. Well, hey, everybody. This is Kurt Cabana, and welcome to this week's episode of Pursuit for Purpose. Thank you to everybody who has joined live via the different platforms, and thank you to all that will listen to the recording at a different time. Super thankful for the continued support, and hope that with taking your time here today that you know, that there's something that you can benefit from as a person. This week, we'll be discussing the topic of faith. We're joined by Kier Meredith. Kier is a member of the Boston Red Sox organization. He's a Clemson alum. He's drafted out of high school by the Chicago Cubs. And he's also the head of baseball community for the Press Sports app. More than a baseball talent, he's a great young man who's battled through the challenges placed in front of him to get to where he is now. And I, and I don't see that any signs of that slowing down. So join me in welcoming Kier Meredith. Kier, thanks a ton for joining us, man. Absolutely, Kirk. It's a pleasure to have to be on here. Appreciate that a, a ton, uh, big time. All right. Well, we're going to jump right into some questions for you for ourselves. You're a gifted athlete. He's, you've had highs and lows. And I kind of just want to know, how has faith shined a light in your life through the darkest of times? And you know, how has it given you guidance in the best of times? Absolutely. Um, I really appreciate that, first, first of all. Um, but, but faith has really been the backbone of everything. Um, baseball is a hard sport. There's a lot of ups and downs. And uh, I think it, it would be a lot more, it would be a lot more difficult and tougher without faith for sure. Um, it's, it's definitely guided me and, and honestly has allowed me to live a balanced life, stay a little even killed in the field and, and, and really just all around in life. Well, that, that's awesome. And for, for yourself, you know, is there, is there a particular time in, uh, in the baseball journey that faith kind of seemed to uh, come to a little bit more of a heightened, heightened stage in your life? Um, I would say my entire college career, to be honest. Uh, I got to Clemson in 2017, um, and, and that's kind of when my faith became my own faith, per se. Uh, I grew up in church uh, my entire life and, and kind of was a rule follower. I didn't understand that uh, following Jesus was more so about a relationship with the Lord and, and less about following the rules, per se. Um, and I got to Clemson, and my life was literally centered around sports. I played football and ran track and played baseball in high school. Um, and I got to Clemson and expected everything to be smooth sailing. Um, but little did I know I was in for a rude awakening. So I uh, got there, had a broken hand when I got to Clemson. So I didn't get to play much my first fall. Um, finally was getting healthy that fall, tore my labrum and my right shoulder. So that caused me to miss my uh, first half of my freshman year. Um, after that, I had another injury, had a surgery after the season ended. Um, after that, I think there was three or four more injuries after that. But I say all that to say, like I said before, growing up, my life revolved around sports um, and baseball was kind of my God. And so I think coming to Clemson, um, I actually had to learn um, uh, what my foundation was. And I realized very, very quickly that it wasn't rooted in Jesus. Um, and so really, I've just it's been a continual, pro continual process of learning um, how to put my, my, my identity and, and, and my worth in something else other than baseball. Man, that's uh, that's powerful, and and definitely, uh, I, I can't say that, you know, I, I personally gotten to have an experience like that where you know you were at the at the top, you were experiencing what you were experiencing, success within your sport, and then you know being placed into an environment where all of those guys were also having that that same experience. And so, uh, I mean, tell me a little bit more. Um, I mean, it's not exactly about faith, but just tell me a little bit more about that transition into. Uh, into going from from being in in high school as a as an you know a 
stud athlete for yourself and, and then getting into a place of where, you know, everybody was around there and, and talking about your foundations and whatnot, kind of uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah. Um, definitely a, t- a tough transition to say the least. Um, in high school, you're the best, you're the best on your team and things come pretty easy for you. Um, when I got to college my freshman year, I think not even thinking about baseball right now, I had 10 hours of study hall, uh, which was different. I never studied in high school. And then on top of that, I probably spent uh, anywhere from five to seven hours at the baseball field, which is different. I, I wasn't used to long practices. And then there was weights after that. Um, and so not even thinking about the talent around me, all of that in and of itself was tough to chat, was tough to, to balance. Um, and then just every single person on the team is, was the best in their small town growing up. And so the competition is heightened, the, the level of competition is heightened and it was difficult, um, transitioning over from high school to college for sure. Um, but I, I found a way to get through it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And, uh, I'm glad to hear that for yourself. And, and I'm sure given those experiences of starting to, you know, just starting to learn the foundations of, of studying, of meeting practice deadlines, of knowing that much more, Hey, I can't be late. Got to be on time. And, and I'm sure it was also a, an interesting mental challenge, not even being able to showcase yourself when you showed up with a broken hand. Absolutely. I, um, I remember the first time I was late to a practice or I was, I think I was late to the weight room and, uh my strength coach didn't even yell at me he just kicked me out told me uh come back tomorrow and I was kind of like dang like I feel bad I felt guilty (laughs) yeah it was different for sure that's awesome man well let me uh let me ask you a little bit you know I think you're a person that brightens up a room when you walk into it I kind of want to know where's your faith leading you as a person that is a good question um and it's a question uh that I've honestly asked myself a lot lately um, I think it is leading me. I have a heart for people. Um, I want to coach one day when I'm done playing. Um, I know how difficult it was um, when I got to Clemson as a 17-year-old kid. Um, and that's led me to a, to a place of wanting to be a, a mentor type uh, person one day when I'm, when I'm done playing. Hopefully I have a long career. Um, but I think that's where it's leading me. I think I want to coach and pour back into young men and and kind of lead them and guide them as well. Because I, like I said earlier, I, I've dealt with a lot of adversity. I've been through a lot of, a lot of different things. And so I want to be able to, to help the, the next generation um, deal with adversity, with adverse, adversity. I can't talk right now. <laughs> no um, worries, and, man. No and, worries. Uh, and yeah, I want to, I want to mentor younger kids and, and kind of use baseball um, and sports in general um, as a, as a grounds for that. So. Well, a big time. And man, dude, I, I got a chance to see you with the high toms, you know, during uh, that uh, Cape Cod League high, high tom summer where we had uh, an awesome little team. But man, just your interaction with uh, with kids, you know, getting to see the, the way that you uh, kind of just get to be around, you know, different families that uh, people gravitate towards you big time, man. And, and I could definitely see you making a an impact in, in the youth and, in, and, you know, young men, women, whoever's going to let you uh, be around them uh you know what what makes you so uh what makes you so approachable I don't know that is a good question because (laughs) growing up I was super shy um and I I think I think I'm very approachable I think I'm approachable I can't talk again I think I am an approachable person um but I think I'm more approachable on a baseball field or in a weight room or just in a space where I'm more comfortable and I can just be myself and kind of sit back and relax and joke around and 
um, yeah, I think I, I think it's a lot different when I'm on the field for right. sure. I mean, you get to get into that persona that much more. You get to kind of put the, you know, I know we're putting on, uh, I was going to say goggles, but, you know, you kind of put on that jersey, put on that hat and, and it, you know, kind of is almost like, uh, you know, performance mentality of, hey, you know, people aren't, they're seeing you for the first time. And, uh, and, you know, they're going to get to make that judgment of you as a player, you as a person on that day. And, and I can kind of see that. Um, but was there a certain point, uh, even in your, uh, in your upbringing and uh, your family life where, um, you know, mom, dad, family, anybody encouraged you through that process of, uh, making sure to give back to those who were, who were given to you? Yes, my dad, um, my dad passed away in 2019, but, I remember even in high school, um, I was a senior in high school and my dad made me, this, he didn't ask me, um, he made me go back and talk to students at my elementary school. And, uh, and, and that was just one example, but I can think of a million different times where he made me, I remember one time my uncle had a, a learning center in Atlanta, Georgia. And my dad, again, I was 15 or 16 years old, made me go and talk to these children um, and he was huge on giving back to the community. My dad, um, if there was ever an opportunity for community service, he made me do it. I remember growing up and um, we went to the Second Harvest Food Bank a few times when I was growing up for community service on the weekends. And just different things. If there was a camp that needed volunteers, my dad was sure to volunteer me. And looking back, I remember just, why do I have to do this? I'm still a kid myself. Like, what am I doing? And I remember he always would tell me like, Hey, one day, son, you're going to have to do this. Like if you're going to be a, an athlete, a big time athlete that you want to be like, you're going to have to do these kind of things. And now I'm forever grateful um, that he kind of instilled that in me as a, as a kid. Um, because I, now that I've grown up, I've realized the importance of giving back and, and how much it means to people and how much it does, does for, does for me. Um, it's amazing being able to get back, but, but yeah, my dad instilled that in me at a very, very, very um, early age. Right. And man, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if anybody on right now has gotten a chance to uh, actually, you know, watch the, you know, letter to your dad video, but I mean, I think that was awesome that, that Clemson allowed you that opportunity to uh, kind of put your heart on your sleeve, man. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, um, tell me a little bit about that opportunity that you got to, uh, to express some gratitude to Pops. Yeah, so um, our creative solutions team reached out to me last January, about a year ago now, last January, um, and asked me, it was Black History Month was coming up, obviously, in February, and asked me, um, would I like to, to write a letter to my dad, essentially? And my first reaction was, no, like, I don't want to do this. Honestly, I hadn't, I, it had been, it was 2021, I had processed it uh, pretty, pretty, pretty well um and kind of dealt with it a little bit but my first reaction was no I don't want to do this it's kind of like it's, this is tough obviously um and to be honest with you I think I don't remember the exact date I recorded that video but I pushed it off until the night before um <laughs> and I, I sat down and and I I sat there and I was like all right like where do I start how do I write this I've never done anything like this um and as I wrote that letter, the tears, everything kind of came up that I kind of had been holding back and, and kind of pushing down the last year and a half. Um, and the tears started flowing as I was writing that letter and, and uh, everything just kind of came out at once. And, and same thing, looking back, I'm grateful that they asked me to write that letter because one, that's something I can look back on and, and kind of just see. And I, and I carry the letter with me everywhere I go. I still have the, the original letter that I wrote. 
Um, but two, it, it just allowed me to get everything out. Um, and it honestly was therapeutic for me to write it um, and, and to be able to read it. And the video that, that Creative Solutions team put together was unbelievable. So I'm um, grateful they asked me to do that. That's that's awesome. And I did to hear that you you carry that with you everywhere you go. I think that's uh, that's powerful for sure. And, you know, when you had mentioned in that video of. You know, just that idea that, hey, you know, I, I heard your voice looked at pictures, any number of things, but you know, the place that you feel them the most is, is on the baseball field. Uh, tell me about your guys' connection through baseball. Yeah. So I don't know. I think my first year of travel ball was nine U, um, eight U or nine U. And, uh, my first tournament, I still remember to this day was in Gastonia. And, uh, I think my mom actually came to this tournament. My mom was a football mom. My older brother played college football and I played football growing up. So, my mom was at every football game and she made most of my baseball games, but she'd like to yell and she was hoorah, hoorah. And obviously you can't be that way at a travel baseball tournament. So my dad would take me to most of my game because my mom was just too hyped for him. And, um, started at nine years old. My first tournament was in Gastonia. And over the years I played travel ball until I was 17 years old. We would go to Florida. We would go to Georgia. We would go to Virginia, Maryland, up the Northeast, down in the Southeast. And we just spent so much time together in the summer. Um, and we drove everywhere. Um, my dad loved to drive. He was from New Jersey, which is eight hours from North Carolina, where I'm originally from. And he would hop in the car and drive to New Jersey just like that, the blink of an eye. And so we, we never flew anywhere. We drove everywhere. Um, and for what, that's nine years or maybe yeah, nine years or maybe 10 years. We drove everywhere. Um, went to a million different tournaments and we kind of just bonded over baseball um, it, over that, honestly. Um, we, I don't know how many miles it was, but yeah, it was a lot of travel, a lot of tournaments, a lot of nights in hotel rooms, a lot of games. Um, my dad played college baseball at a small school named Pfeiffer uh, in Meisenheimer, North Carolina. And so we just, we just bonded over the game. Honestly, he taught me everything I know, know about the game. And uh, I know you guys have talked about, uh, you know, reaching that goal that, that you guys kind of had set together. And, uh, you know, look, our journeys are in a straight line. You know, we rise and we fall and we rise again. Uh, I want to know if you mind sharing maybe a little bit of a vulnerable part of, uh, you know, maybe where you question your faith and, and how you find your way back, especially with, you know, having to go through what you did. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't even say, actually, yeah, I question my faith. I was going to say, I wouldn't even say I question my faith, but I definitely question my faith. I would say, so I, like I said earlier, broke my hand, tore my labrum. Um, after that, I had groin surgery. After that, you know, I had groin surgery and I was going into my sophomore year. Um, and I was thinking, you know, this is this is my time. I'm over the injuries. Everything's going to be all right. Well, had a really bad uh, fall my sophomore year. Probably hit all of 200. Um, and so rolling into the spring of 2019, um, I wasn't an everyday player at Clemson. And uh, I was thinking, like, all right, honestly, and I don't think I've told this to anybody yet, maybe people closest to me, but I'm thinking at this point, I'm not playing every day, um, maybe transfer. And this is before the transfer portal was a thing. And so um, I'm talking to my dad about it like that. I got to go play some, play everywhere, so play every day somewhere. Um, it's, I got to leave Clemson. And then maybe my ninth game in the season of actually playing, I basically ruptured my quad. And that kind of shut everything down. And at that point, um, my mom was everywhere. 
Um, and I was thinking, what do I do? Do I stay here for two more years? Do I transfer? Do I, like, what do I do? Um, and I'm working my way back to, to try to get back for the end of that season. And I basically turned my quad again before the, before that season ended. And so within a eight week time span, time frame, I've torn my quad twice. Um, and at this point I'm thinking like, what in the world? Like, like, is, is this, is this it? Like, am, am I meant to play baseball? And while I'm dealing with all this on the field, my dad, this is 2019, as I just said, this is the year my dad passed away in August. My dad literally fighting for his life. Um, from, from January to August of 2019, every month there was something new. And so I'm fighting to get on the field. He's fighting for his life. Um, and I hope I don't cross stand this, but he passed away um, in 2019 of August. And, and at this point, everything, as far as thinking about transferring out the window, like I'm standing at Clemson, for the next two years or I am up, I'm thinking one year at this point, um, but transfer was out the window and I kind of just sat back. And like I said, in the letter, just realized like my dad just spent this entire year fighting for his life and uh, baseball is just a game at the end of the day. And, and if he literally fought for his life every single day, then I can, I can kind of fight back um, to get back on the field and to play and to chase his dream of ours. And so to answer your question, the 2019 was a tough year for all of us. Um, it's obviously the year I lost my dad, but that's the year I really, really, really had to dig deep. And I questioned a lot of things that entire year. Dude, that's powerful, man. And I mean, you could just hear the perseverance, the resilience, the persistence, you know, just the, the strength behind uh, what it was to, to get to this point. I mean, and, and now you get to say, you know, having gone through that and I hope everybody knows on this, on this call, on this, on this recording, still, yeah. it still battled through all that. And now he's found his way into the Boston Red Sox organization, an organization just known for developing and growing, you know, good players from the ground up and man, did they, they got a steal of a human being. That's for sure. Just because simply put, man, like how does somebody, how does somebody bet against somebody who's already been through what I would have quit through, you know I mean? And, and I mean, I'm saying that even to old me who played at your age, it, I had to become 30 years old before I finally got back to it. And, you know, yourself going through that experience, you would have, you would have ended up being 30 with wishing, man, I wish I would have stayed. I wish I wouldn't have given up. I wish, you know, what could have been, there's no what ifs living in your heart right now, Kier, you went for it and, and fought for everything that you believe in. And man, you know, you had some powerful perspectives of life, you know, thrown onto your shoulders that you had to make a decision. And, and I'm, I'm glad for you, man, that you, you made the right one to, to keep battling through for everybody that's poured into you. I appreciate that, Kirk. Yeah, man, big, big time. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was it was it easier on on yourself mentally at a certain point you know with your faith in your heart like once your body started to get back to where you could you trust it again you know was it easier knowing like I've been through the worst of what what you can give me bring it on I'll, I'll battle through whatever I need now absolutely um and this is kind of a funny story in and of itself but I thought I was out of the, the storm per se um I came back uh, after 20, my dad passed in 2019. So the fall of 2019, I came back and had an unbelievable fall. Um, finally was healthy for most of the fall um, and, and roll around to 2020. Uh, this The season starts and I'm in the starting lineup on opening day for the first time ever, right? 
And uh, I, I get off to a hot start. I think like three weeks in the season, we're playing our rival South Carolina. And that week I go four for five on Wednesday, four for five on Friday, like whatever. I ended up going like hitting like 700 that week. I'm hitting like 400 at this point or 370 or something like that. Um, and then COVID comes around. <laughs> I'm like, yay, this is my coming out party. This is like everything, everything I've worked for, everything I fought for is finally coming to fruition. And, and COVID comes in March of 2020. So that kind of shut everything down. But yeah, after I, after I went out, went through all of that, um, it definitely, it definitely took some weight off my shoulders. I felt like I could take on the world per se. Right. Um, I, I felt good rolling in the 2020. So. COVID, COVID was just another roadblock for you. It's like, all right, yeah. for, that's what you're going to try to deal me for sure. Let's go, COVID. We'll, we'll, I'll keep working. I'll keep doing what I need to do. That's crazy, <laughs> man. That's crazy. Well, but but luckily, luckily, uh, 2020. If it weren't for COVID, I wouldn't have met you. So, you know, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. I made a lot of great relationships the summer of 2020. I was looking back. I'm super grateful for that summer we had together. It was a blast getting to play summer ball for the first time and. Just meeting guys from all over was truly a blast. That was a fun experience. And, I mean, man, how many guys uh, from that team are, you know, in the pros right now and how many are going to be there in the next few years for sure. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> it was an awesome one. It, well, dude, I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you a little bit of a deeper one, you know, what, what's your, what's your, well, <laughs> sorry, uh, you know, how, how does baseball, you know, allow you to live in your faith? Well, I think what baseball teaches me about my faith um, is I always tell people this. So I played football growing up. Um, and when I played football, my senior year especially, I, I worked out a deal with my high school coach my senior year. I didn't have to practice on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and you played on Friday night. So I practiced on Monday, which was – uh, a, a walkthrough day or a film day from the week before. And I practice on Thursdays, which is a walkthrough day for the day before. Um, and so you play once a week. There's no pressure on you during practice, obviously. Uh, well, baseball is a little bit different. I don't know if the list, I'm sure the listeners do know, but in baseball, you play five to six times a week, especially at the professional level. Um, and so essentially there are no days off. And so I say that to say, like, when I, when I look back, I'm like, God, like, why did I choose baseball? Like, I was an idiot. Like, why didn't I just go play college football and hopefully try to have a shot at the NFL and, and do all these things? And when I look back, I legit see God's hand all over it because baseball is a sport where you have to wake up every day. You have a clean slate. You have a game that day. You can't take the day off. You got to go in, get your work in. You got you to gotta prepare for a game that night, right? And I just look at that and I look at my faith and I look at life. Life's the exact same way. Like, I can't. In life, you can't really take a day off, per se, especially with your faith, because before you know it, if you're, if you're lazy and you're complacent and you're idle, like you'll slip into a, a, a bad place and, and a place you really don't want to be. And so I say that to say, like, I think that's what baseball is. That's, that's the example. And uh, that's, that's what baseball represents for me. That's the example it sets for me. Um, I know in baseball, I can't take a day off. And that kind of translates to life. Like, I can't take a day off in life. I have to get up every morning and and honestly seek the Lord uh, because I, I need him for the day. Um, I, like simply put, I need him for that day. Um, and it's a one day at a time type thing. I can't look too far ahead. I can't look behind. Like I have to be in the present, I have to be in the moment. Um, and I legit have to take things one day at a time, whether it's life, baseball or anything. And I think that's what baseball has definitely taught me um, for sure. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I love 
I love to hear that. And just even knowing that, you know, you're, you're putting your feet, you're putting your feet where you're at, you know, day in and day out. And, and even being where you're at, you know, now uh, work to get into the Boston Red Sox organization. Like it's, it's still trust in the process, trust in the whole aspect of, you know, going through that, that process over product, you know, uh, of, of just knowing that if you follow the steps that you know are best for you, it kind of doesn't have any choice but to leave you to the best available product of what you could output in, in any given area. Absolutely. Um, adversity, perseverance, hey, they're no stranger to your journey, man. You, what, what about your faith is something that you can offer to those going through their own valleys right now? Yeah. Um, whew, that is a tough one. Um, honestly, I would say, and this is super cliche when I say this, but Honestly, just keep the faith. Um, I, I think when I look back on my journey and, and what I've been through, I think some of the times uh, where God has answered me most have been times where I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, so I would say put your head down and uh, just just trust and believe. And I know when when things get rough, um, it's, it's super easy to not believe and want to throw everything out the window. Like, trust me, I've been there. Um, but, but just know, I think, I think two things, I think God is always working when we don't, when we're not expecting them to. Um, and also I think like the beautiful thing about the gospel and, and Jesus is I think like the Lord wants broken people and he wants people when they're out there. Like if I'm super puffed up and I'm like, I'm macho man. And I, and I, and I feel like I can do everything on my own. Like what use is, is God to me essentially? Um, so for anyone going through anything, I would say just, if you're down, like, just know the Lord wants you at his feet um, and he wants you to bring, bring your struggles, your doubts, everything. He wants you to bring them to him. Um, and, and essentially he wants to work, work through that. And he wants to reveal more of himself to you. And he wants to essentially like bring you out of that and show you like how his hand is working and everything that you're going through. So I would just say, keep the faith, even though that sounds a little cliche, um, but just keep pushing and, and just keep seeking them because I think it's in those places where I found them the most. Awesome. And uh, I, I feel like you hit me right there as well. Cause I mean, it's, it's, I've had my own experiences in that, uh, in that realm of, of area where, Hey man, I, I kind of just had to really work to keep the faith and, and find the faith even at different times for myself as well too, because it's still uh, fairly new on my walk, but man, what's been, what's been asked of me to do and what's, what's been asked of me to serve is not me at this point. You know, I just, I'm fortunate enough that something gets to happen through me, but yeah. it's not because of me, you know, it's uh, it. And just as you had said, you know, when we're sitting there walking around thinking that we're Superman, you know, yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's not the time that you really need, need something. It's because we're a group of broken people and we're going to fail. Know. And just even with myself trying to do anything for anybody of trying to help them help themselves, man, like, I'm going to fail just as much as anybody else. And I know that I need this group to help keep me accountable towards the simple disciplines and aspects of where I want to grow into as a human being. So I'm just thankful that uh, the call got placed on my heart and, uh, and that it's, you know, led me to the opportunity to get to dive deeper into getting to know people uh, like yourself, get, you know, I know we spent the summer together, but just to go past the surface level, you know, and, and just to get to know a little bit more about your journey, your story and, that's the beautiful game of baseball that's, that's been able to do this. And what I'm just so thankful for is, is that baseball and faith 
has connected me to being able to talk with people all around the world. You know, I've gotten to recruit kids from Australia and Canada and Mexico and Puerto Rico and just all around the world, all because of a little game. But, you know, it was the faith that that found me in this game and then allowed me to uh, to be delivered through it. And then now hopefully continue spreading uh, positivity, faith and love just, you know, throughout it. And uh, tell me tell me a little bit about um, your experiences of getting to be around so many different people uh, in the in the game of baseball with different walks of life and faith and whatnot. You know, has that connected you closer to uh, your own faith? Absolutely. Um, the first so I've obviously I've been playing baseball since I was three or four years old. And so I've met a ton of different people. But I think the the. I don't want to say the first time, but I think the most impactful um, moment or experience I had was this summer um, signing of the Boston Red Sox. I went down to Fort Myers, Florida and played there in the FCL this summer. And um, I had teammates that didn't speak English for the first time. And so that was that was definitely like an eye opening experience because it was like all, like I'm sitting there. I actually downloaded Duolingo like a week, a weekend to being in Florida. Um, and my teammates don't really understand English. So I'm like, yo, I, I want to like understand Spanish because these are awesome guys and I want to be able to have conversation with them and talk to them. And so that was probably the most uh, impacting, impactful experience, I would say, is just being there. Because when you think about it, like heaven's going to be literally a place full of people from all different walks of life and <laughs> all like, and I'm from the Southeast, you know? And so I've been around just the same old, same old, like black, white, like same old, yeah, so... <laughs> This summer was definitely it was definitely awesome. Just just meeting people and 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 seeing different walks of life and seeing that play out. It was a, it was an awesome experience for sure. Right. And even though we're all in these different places, I mean, a lot a lot of these guys are all so connected to their faith as well too. So absolutely, I mean, yeah. And that was awesome to see to right. see those guys walking that and and yeah, it was it was awesome. It was honestly life changing. Awesome. Well. Um, Got a couple more questions for Kier that I'm going to be asking as well, but I wanted to put it to the audience to kind of start pondering on some of your own reflections. If you wanted to take an opportunity to, uh, you know, share a little bit of your own faith, a little bit of your own testimonial as to how the game of baseball and your faith has, uh, you know, helped, uh, you know, build your own life and how, how uh, faith has worked through you in this game. So uh, feel free to make a request to speak here and, uh, and we'll get you guys on here in, in just a little bit. And uh, before we get into that as well, too, I, I did want to ask, uh, you know, just to uh, make my little actionable request this week. And, you know, what I'm going to ask you to do is just find some time and stillness, you know, slow everything down in our, in our busy lives and just bring things to a stop. See what rises at the top as, you know, something that you can do to just improve a little bit the quality of your daily life, whether or not that's a meditation, prayer you know, whatever it's going to be for you, that's for you to get to decide on, on your connection with yourself, but just try to intentionally slow down, you know, once a day at least. And, and look, when we talk about these things, when people talk about meditation or, or, you know, mindfulness training, it doesn't have to be an hour session. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. You know, we can get a lot out of intentionally doing something for one to two minutes, five minutes. And that's, you know, something simple that, I've tried to do myself personally a little bit more was, Hey, let's get more intentional about, about, you know, personal prayer for myself. You know, it's, Hey, I'm not going to ask myself to give myself an, an hour sermon. Why, why can't I just take 45 seconds and be grateful and put it out there and do it. So, you know, it's a habit 
that I'm uh, trying to work and grow into that much more uh, than I already do. And I can also say, just from a personal perspective, that's grown from the other simple disciplines that I've been practicing. And the more good positive actions that you do for yourself on a given day, the more doors that are going to open in your own mind and your own heart of what you can do to better yourself and the people around you. So it, it starts with one action, uh, you know, to do. So uh, with that even being said, Kier, I wanted to ask, you know, what are some of your daily tasks? Uh, you know, it doesn't even have to be connected directly to faith, but what are some of your daily tasks that that you do that are pretty consistent for yourself that have allowed you to get to where you're going? Yeah, so I'll wake up. Um, my day probably starts around uh, – I have to be in the weight room usually anywhere from 9 to 10. So I try to wake up around 7.38, um, and I have a daily devotional I read, and I, I try to start my day um, in the Word and, and, and with prayer. And that kind of that kind of sets my path um, for the day and kind of kind of clears my mind and gets my mind in the right place. Um, and then I try to attack the day. I have weights. I have uh, baseball training, skill work, obviously, after weights or sometimes before weights. Um, and after that, I work. And I try to find time in between my dinner, like after lunch, before dinner, time in there to kind of um, do another devotional um, just to, to keep my mind straight in the, as the day goes on. Because I found um, just in, in early on in my journey, I would pray in the morning and be in the word in the morning. And then by noon I, I'm thinking about something else or I'm, I'm focused on something else so I try to throw uh, get two devotionals in a day just so I'm, I'm focused throughout the day and, and my heart's in the right place and um, I, I've, I've dabbled in meditation I've dabbled in stillness and, and calm and um, headspace as well uh, but honestly I'm, I'm very ADD or ADHD so that's, that's been tough <laughs> for me I um, get it honestly, man. yeah for sure but honestly uh just being out of the field and, 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 and playing catch and hit, and that's, that's been honestly therapeutic for me as well. And going, I, I started going on walks as well. Um, honestly, not to clear my mind or anything. I was a little overweight. Uh, and so I had to lose some weight. And so my strength coach told me to go on walks, but in going on walks, I, I try to cut my phone off, keep it on do not disturb. And it's amazing how uh, going on walks, it just, it just clears your mind. Like you're not thinking about anything. Like, if a car passes, like I said, I'm ADD. Like I might look at their license plate or just think about something there, or I might see a bird chirp or I might see a squirrel run across. Um, but that's, that's honestly been helpful as well. Um, it started off as, like I said, something to, to lose weight, but that's been super impactful on me as well. That's awesome. And, and you know, you talked about, um, you know, dabbling in some of the aspects of, you know, meditation, mindfulness, some of these different things. Um, but you know, what, what for yourself, um, do you find uh, almost hitting in the cage, your routine, your different things, you know, that is a form of, of that same mindfulness training for yourself. And we had Patrick Jones on last week, who was talking about some of these professional hitters, essentially that T work, that routine, that's their meditation. You know, that's Absolutely. their, their aspect of what, what they're doing, uh, you know, making a jump from high school to college and now to professional Tell me now about that jump from college to professional baseball. Was it, is it, is it just as big as the jump from college uh, from high school to college as it was from now college to pro? Yeah, for sure. Um, college, I, this is a story I tell everybody. So I'm a left-handed hitter and in college, if I'm facing a right-handed hitter, I'm seeing two pitches. I'm seeing a fastball and I'm seeing a changeup. And so it's super easy, right? So just ambush fastballs until you 
get the two strikes, then you got to battle. I very rarely saw um, sliders or curveballs or anything else from a right-handed pitcher. Um, and from a lefty, I saw two pitches. I saw fastball and I saw slider. And so for me, it was, all right, hit the fastball until you get two strikes. Well, I get the pro ball this summer, and I remember getting my first ever changeup from a left-handed pitcher, and I remember getting my first ever slider from a right-handed uh, pitcher. And I'm like, whoa, 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 timeout. He's not allowed to do that. <laughs> I didn't see that in college. And so I think that was the biggest uh, That was the biggest jump is as I, I saw three or four pitches from both sides of the plate, and I'm up there guessing, and I'm up there thinking, what in the world am I going to do? Um, and so to me, that was the biggest thing. Also, too, just in pro ball, you play every single day. Right. Um, so my body, that my body definitely uh, wore it a little bit. Um, just playing every day was was a little different, and uh, I think those were the two biggest things. But definitely seeing more than two pitches from both from both pitchers was probably the, the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta go back to the drawing board, right? Well, <laughs> back to the drawing board. We had a lot of work through this off season. Man, I wanted to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about uh, the awesome Press Sports app that you that you found yourself working with, and you know. Uh, Look, you know, the founders were uh, you both uh, mentioned in the Forbes article of the you know, 30 under 30. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, that's a testament to what they believe that this, uh, you know, app can come. Tell us a little bit about the Press Sports app. Yeah. So first, I'm going to just tell you how I ended up working for them Please. or how, how I joined the team to work for them and also just about the app. Yeah. So I am probably backing. I'm living in Clemson, South Carolina right now training, and I have probably been back. Um, and pause, this is like me telling the story, kind of like a God wink in and of itself. Um, I'm back in Clemson, South Carolina. I had reached out to a guy who, um, has a training facility and a travel ball organization up the road in Anderson. Um, and so kind of had that in line. I was going to coach his, coach the travel ball team and I was going to give lessons or, or whatnot in the off season. Um, if, if you guys aren't aware, minor league baseball players are not uh, in, the, in the 1%. We'll just leave it at that. And so I'm, um, I had that lined up, but, I, but still I'm kind of stressing, like, I've got to find work this offseason. Like, I, I need to work. Like, i got to find a job. But also I need to find a job um, that allows me to kind of, like, train and do everything that I need to do. Like, I've heard of stories of people working – nine to fives and they train at night and I'm just like I just can't do that and so I get home and I like I said I've got the baseball thing lined up um and I'm looking on Google like different ways to make extra money in the offseason I'm, I'm talking to people I'm having these conversations and I kid you not out of the blue um I receive a DM from one of the founders of Press Force Conrad Cornell and he and he calls me and he says hey man I got an opportunity that um that that you would you you may like and so I sent him my number. He hopped on a call. We hopped on a call together the next day. Um, and then we had a few more Google meets, a few more phone calls. And before you know it, I was on the team. And that's kind of how I, how I got the, how I began working with press sports. And so, like, I, like I just said, like I'm looking for work and, and the Lord kind of answers a prayer that I wasn't even taking to him in prayer. Like I was kind of trying to do things on my own. And he's like, Hey, listen, I've got this. Um, but more about the actual app. So what Press Sports is, is it is a it's an app. And I'm sure everyone on here knows what TikTok is. And so when I kind of give my pitch of what Press Sports is, I say it is um, it's basically the sports version of TikTok. So they're, they're, it's like a TikTok based app. Um, and there are so my feed. I'm a baseball player. Obviously, my feed is only baseball highlights. It's actually a pretty sick idea. Yeah. Um, 
it's a pretty cool app. There's over 40, I want to say there's over 40 sports. I mean, there's lacrosse, hockey, football, basketball, baseball, soccer. Um, there's coaches on the app. And the sick thing is, so kind of tell you a little backstory of the of the app. So one of our founders, Conrad Cornell, played baseball at Mercer. Um, and he kind of uh, fell through the cracks of recruiting. And so he had a, an idea in his dorm room. Um, he didn't want kids to deal with what he dealt with. And so he thought, hey, maybe I should make an app where I can get athletes on the app. I can get college coaches on the app and honestly give kids an opportunity to, to put themselves out there and, and just get seen in front of people. Um, and so there's over 250,000 users. It is an, a, a, it's a pretty sick app. Um, and and working, with, working with Katie and Conrad and Drew and, and Mark this offseason has honestly been a huge blessing. Like I I've never, I tell people this too, I, I never worked in my life. For me, it was just baseball, baseball, baseball. And so this has really been one of my first, I've done other jobs, obviously, but this has been one of my first like job jobs. Um, and working with this team is, has been a blessing. It's been, it's been so good to my soul. It's been so good to me. Um, they work their tails off. The company's obviously uh, somewhat of a startup. So there's a lot that goes into it, a lot behind the scenes that, that makes the product the product. Um, but it has been truly a blessing working with Press Force this offseason, and I couldn't be happier. And 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 hopefully this is something I'm doing for a long time, even while I'm playing. Right, and it's awesome that you had said that because I mean I've seen that work you know firsthand as well too. Of it's it's a place where just people in the athletic world can can connect. And you know I'm not, I'm not affiliated Absolutely. with Press Sports at all in a, in any capacity, but I've seen it it be beneficial for both me as a coach and uh, you know the athletes as well too because as you said these kids are just trying to put themselves out there and you know how intelligent is it in the age that we've been in right now where we ran into these limitations of how recruiting can even happen you know yeah. and to put our you know I've relied on Twitter I've relied on you know field level I've relied on these different things of of seeing footage because you were limited on being able to see people in person. So, uh, you know, I think this is awesome just as far as a little mini highlight reel. And if you like it, you, you hype it up and then you just be able to follow people and track it on. And I, I just think it is a, a very interesting additional layer of being able to uh, allow people to connect and, and not just through baseball. Like you said, it's all different sports, but you're going to pick and choose what sports you really want to follow for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been awesome and awesome experience. I found myself in places I never would have thought that I would find myself in working with press force. And I've had conversations with people again, that I never would have thought I'd be having conversations with working with press force. And so I'm, I'm really excited for the future of, of this company and of this app, because I think, I think the sky's the limit. And I, I think we've honestly barely scratched the surface. Do you guys have, you have a pretty good time over there at uh, ABCA? It was a great time. Um, and that was one of the places, like I said, I, I found my place. I found myself in places I never thought I'd be just at the ABCA meeting different people that you see on social media. And, and uh, um, it was, it was a great time for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. And, yeah. and uh, you guys, uh, again, you know, if anybody wants to uh, jump in for themselves and, uh, you know, share a little bit of their heart and what, uh, you know, maybe faith has meant along your journey, and connecting you with sports and or horse or how sports has helped you find your faith. You know, I'd love to hear from you as we're getting close to uh, closing ourselves out here and uh, you know, give you guys a couple of seconds to think on it, either, uh, you know, make a request and I'll accept it or uh, you know, we'll see where we go. So Kier, what do you, uh, 
what are you looking forward to the most as we, as you head into spring training here, are you feeling good, feeling healthy, ready to go? Feeling good, feeling healthy, healthy. Um, I've got my weight close to, to where I wanted to be. I've got about three pounds left. Um, I think the thing that I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to most is probably uh, the warm weather. Um, <laughs> I was sharing with Kirk Kirk's in Winston-Salem right now. That's actually where I'm originally from. Um, funny enough, but I think Kirk's expecting three to four inches of snow tonight. Uh, I'm here in Clemson, South Carolina, and I got about five inches of snow two weeks ago. Um, it was fun for a day, but I'm, I'm ready to be on a beach and, and be in 75 degree weather, catching fly balls in the outfield. So I can't wait to, uh, until spring training rolls around. Awesome. Awesome. What, um, what, as far as, uh, you know, what was your experience with some of the mental development of what the Boston Red Sox got to do for you, at least in your first year experience? Uh, yeah. So we, we have um, four or five mental coaches um, that run, well, they don't roam. So each team or each affiliate has a mental coach rather. Um, and so I actually was fortunate enough to be introduced into uh, to mental skills training at Clemson. Um, we had a mental skills performance coach, Corey Schaefer at Clemson, um, who was awesome. Um, he, the biggest thing I think I took away from him was visualization and just the power of breathing and the power of kind of visualizing things. Um, as the game played out and uh, honestly it was, it was a lot of a lot of the same stuff um, we would have mental Mondays I want to say um, in the Red Sox organization or maybe it was on a Wednesday I can't remember too well um, but but I like I said I was introduced to it at Clemson um, and it kind of rolled over in, in, into the, the Red Sox organization. That I appreciate being able to share a little bit of that insight onto to what you guys have gotten to go through and I really do believe that mental skills training is going to continue to climb the, the ranks of, of helping athlete performance. But I think more than that, it's, it's going to be the, the personal connection between coaches and players is going to get that much better for, you know, just the understanding that hopefully more coaches are getting into that servant leadership role of where they genuinely want to, see the the best come out of that that person as a as a person more than just even coming out as um coming out as you know the wins that might happen on on a field and javi i wanted to uh to give you a chance to go ahead and and, uh, share a little bit of of what you might have to say and uh, javi himself is a uh, a professional baseball player as well um so uh you know i think he speaks from some some good experience of what faith and sports can do for his life I'm doing great. Thank you so much for jumping on and being a, being supportive, man. Well, absolutely. This has been a tremendous, tremendous pouring his heart out here. And it's absolutely incredible to hear his story. Um, I think for me, from my experience of when I first had basically, at first I questioned my, the faith, my faith, because back in 94, I was making my way up through basically started in low A here at uh, Fort Wayne, uh, playing for the Fort Wayne Wizards and the low A of the Minnesota Twins. I was basically dominating the Midwest League, you know, 0.45 ERA through like 40, like 41 innings, had like 60 strikeouts or something outrageous like that. So I got bumped up to double A. And in my third game in double A, my arm blew out. And this was right and this was right before um, my manager Phil Roof and Terry Ryan, the the old GM for the twins, they basically told me that 
by September, they're expecting me, Eddie Guardado, and Latroy Hawkins to basically move up to the big league spring trip to, to the big league club to basically um, vie for the upcoming closing job from Rick Aguilera. So I'm pretty excited. Well, then my arm blew out, and for for the next, I say five six years, I was angry at God for a long time, and I I was angry with him that he actually took my um, my gift away that he blessed me with. But looking back at it now, the one thing he actually did was actually got my attention because the first thing I thought of when it came to um, going to the big leagues, getting to that big stage was, wow, I can have all this money. I can make, I'm I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna buy a house. I'm gonna buy a car. I'm gonna, you know, have all the, you know, have all these women, you know, I'm gonna be Mr. Famous. I'm gonna be a, a movie star after I'm done with this. Well, um, God knows how to humble you pretty quickly because that's not the reason why he blessed me with his talent. He blessed me with my talent to pitch, to pitch, to actually perform on the field and actually give him glory for the talent that he blessed me with. So it took me a long time to really understand that. And once I found my faith, once I found myself and uh, started to understand who I am and trusting in him, now I saw the turnaround in myself as far as getting my arm where it's supposed to be. You know, my last year in 2001 was the best of my career. And basically I went out like, you know, the old, like Larry Bird went out, went out on top and had the best year of my career and I decided to retire. And looking back at it, I have zero regrets from that because God put me in a path to mentor young men to not go through what I went through during that time. And the only way that the only thing that actually got me through that, because there was some, you know, I know he, he talked about some, some, some low valleys and going from peaks to valleys and staying in that valley for a long time. And, you know, the, the old adage of keeping the faith. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I had to stick with that. I had no other choice. Right. Um, so for me, it's more so of getting these young men to really understand now that even though you hit a you hit a valley right now, you know what? You only have one way to go up, and the only way to go up is to basically close your eyes, press on a gas pedal, move up, and let God guide your let God guide the steering wheel and and take you right to Him because He's the one that's in charge. He might be the co-pilot, but you gotta also let Him take the wheel as well to take you where he wants to take you, not where you want to be taken. So that's a pretty good message that I've been telling my boys, you know, even my own kids, you know, at this point. So that's, that to me is um, a huge, you know, a a huge thing that I actually look at and, and thankful for every single day that God gave me that opportunity to experience that failure in order to see that success that I have with all the kids that I've mentored. And even now the kids that I'm coaching in college right now at Ivy Tech, what I'm actually doing for them. So to me, it's basically the a faith walk, the walk in, the, in faith and walking with the Lord. It is not a foot race. It is not a sprint. It is a long marathon. And when you get to the finish line, he's there waiting for you with open arms and take you to that baseball field in heaven and, play with all the all the heroes that we had when growing up and continue playing the game up in heaven that's what it's all about that's awesome Javi I appreciate you sharing your heart with us right there and and honestly uh you know a little bit of the vulnerability of what comes with it I can't talk right now either I care but uh really as, as far as it goes man uh 
you know, it's, it's not always easy to, to share that aspect of what's on our heart or what we might be able to, to grow through. And, and exactly what you were talking about actually uh, connected with me with a quote that I have written down, which is, you know, from Martin Luther King uh, and it, it's faith is taking the first step, even when we don't see the even when you don't see the staircase. And, uh, you know, it, it really sounded like uh, exactly what you were talking about right there of just kind of closing your eyes, putting your foot on the gas pedal. Absolutely right. And, you know, talking about the movie quotes, one movie quote that I always tell my kids about is that, yeah, that it's okay to do what you want to do was basically this baseball now and whatever it is you want to do. It's okay to do what you want to do until it's time to doing what you were meant to do. And <laughs> be, you know, I, I heard that that's actually from the movie, The Rookie. That's where I got that from. But actually, Jim, my old, one of my old film instructors, Jim Lemon from uh, old Big Lem from the Minnesota Twins and old Yankee great, you know, power hitter. He told me that a long time ago, back in 92, 93, and I was in spring training. He told me that a long time ago. I'm like, wow, it, it didn't hit home until I would say maybe a few years ago. I was like, wow. So it's amazing what people tell you a long time ago. It doesn't hit stick with you then. But later on, after experiences, you now understand why they told you. Right, right. Javi, th thank you so much and appreciate that because I needed that a uh, little bit of a reminder of that quote for myself as well. And Dominic, I'll get to you in just a second, but I wanted to get to an awesome question that was asked by uh, one of our guests. Is, um, and I believe it's towards uh, Kier more specifically, obviously. But is there a phrase or verse that has gotten you through uh, the suffering that you witnessed? or And how would you continue to persevere and stay in the present? Yeah. Um, so my, my dad's favorite chapter, verse, book in the Bible, I guess you can say it was Psalms 27. Um, and Psalms 27 ends that it says, I, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And um, growing up, I, I knew that was my dad's favorite verse when I was probably five or six years old. And, and that honestly has become one of my favorite verses but just that verse in and of itself kind of just capulate encapsulates everything that i've kind of been saying it's just like just keep the faith um wait on the lord like you will see the the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and 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 after he passed that's kind of what i told myself which is wait on him wait on him wait on him continue to seek him um and 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 things will ultimately turn around um th things will get better for sure and uh i kind of know now um, while that was my dad's favorite verse, but that verse is, has done a lot to my soul and um, it's spoken to me um, since I was a little kid and, and, and even more as I've, as I've entered uh, manhood. I, I, I appreciate you taking some, some time and sharing that verse with us and, and something that connected with you, you know, through the process of, of just being able to stay the course and do what you need to do. And I don't know why it reminded me of it, but it, it just made me feel the, you know, that feeling of, you know, the greatest amongst us, you know, must be the ones to serve and, and must be the ones to lead. And it, it, that's just when we can all take that mentality for ourselves, that even if we're moving in the right direction, still taking some humility in our own journey and our own process and realizing that the more we learn, the less we know, 
you know, for yeah. because we we have to recognize that even as as good as we might get at something, we recognize the shortcomings of our faults, and it could even go back to where you're talking about on the baseball field of now going from college to pro, where hey, I I thought I was good enough to get to the pros, and now I'm in the pros, and I'm realizing hey, there's a whole other bag of tricks of pitches and <laughs> stuff that I have to learn through and get to for sure. So I think that's awesome, uh, Dominic. I wanted to open it up to you real fast to to be able to share a little bit of what you got, man. And I know you're grinding away and. And, uh, you know, the Lord's working through you a lot. Yeah, for sure. I actually had a question for Kier. I just wanted to hear maybe your, like, thoughts and experience on just, like, being a believer in a world where there's, you know, a lot of negative influences out there. And maybe could you just, like, share your experiences with, like, um, just to be maybe surrounded by guys either at Clemson or in the minors where guys might be doing stuff that, you know, like, you know, not building up to, to what you would um, include in your personal values, you know, stuff that would be um, negatively impacting on you if you were to be able to participate in that kind of stuff and just kind of like how you would handle um, all that and go through that and like what was your reputation among um, that crowd? Uh, big Bear with me, Dominic. I lost gear real fast. I think I'll be getting him back in, in just a second. Yeah, I got him right here. Okay. Uh, do I have to repeat my question? No. I'll, let, let's see what we got. Care? Did you hear any of that before you? Uh, before yes, you got cut yes. off? I heard. I heard most of the question. I don't know why. I um. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, Everything no. kind of shut down. But I did hear most of his question. Was he? Um, was he asked asking more or was he finished? No, I, I believe I believe that he you had got the gist of of what he was trying to ask. Yeah, for sure. Is Dominic is his name? Yep. Hey, what's up, Dominic? Um yeah, for sure. I, I think so. I'll start you off with where I think I made mistakes. Um I think one of the biggest things you have to realize is is people are at all different points in their journey. Um, and I think looking back and reflecting, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made is um, I think I was a little bit early on in my journey, a little bit condemning and kind of uh, honestly, if I'm being vulnerable and frank, judgmental of people. Um, and so I, I think I think first and foremost, you have to realize that, like I just said, everyone's at different points in their journeys. You never know uh, what the Lord is doing in someone's life. Um, and so I would say something I'm learning now, especially is, is to, to try to love the people around you um, um, that, that are that are doing things that you wouldn't necessarily want to partake in. Um, and, and, and by no means am I telling you to compromise your beliefs and your faith. Uh, but I would say to for sure to love on people um, and to, to honestly just pray for them um, and in a loving way and, and don't be condescending, don't be condemning. Um, and I would say, try to find, uh, try to find areas, uh, where you can connect with your teammates and connect with the people around you without compromising, um, your beliefs and your faith, because at the end of the day, like you're with these guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're in high school, if you're in college, if you're playing professionally, but you're with these guys more than you're with anyone else. And so I think if you are around people that, um, that, that you don't like uh, per se, then you will probably be miserable, especially if you're spending the majority of your time with them. So I would say try to find areas 
um, where, where you connect. Um, I would say love on them as, as, as well as you can. Um, and I think is I think it is good as well to have a group of friends. Um, I, I think it's okay to have friends outside of baseball. Some of my best friends and guys that'll be in my wedding one day uh, don't play sports to this day, and 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 we kind of we kind of uh, our our relationship is honestly uh, centered on faith. So I think uh, three things, or I don't know if it's three things. I told you I'm ADD, but I think a few things that I would tell you to take from this is 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 don't be judgmental. Uh, uh, love your teammates regardless of where they are and what they're doing. Um, also, have a have a strong community of believers around you, um, and and try to find uh, common ground between you and your teammates who you may not uh, agree with completely. Because I think it's important to to build relationships with 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 people, um, especially if you're spending most of your time with them. I hope that helps. For sure, that's all really great stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you, and. Uh... Care, I know we're getting uh, towards the uh, towards the end, and I know we've gone a little bit over the nine o'clock hour, but uh, you know, appreciate your time definitely. And uh, you know, before I wrap anything up, uh, was there anything else that you know you had from your heart that you felt like uh, needed to be shared that wasn't asked? Um, nothing comes to mind. I, I really, Kirk, I, I really appreciate you and honor you for this podcast, and 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 it honestly has been a pleasure uh, being on here. I've had a I've had a blast. Um, I love what you're doing. Um, so, so continue to fight the good fight, continue to do what you're doing. And, um, I, I really truly think that this is making an impact in so many people's lives, uh, whether you see it or not, it's definitely had an impact on me and, and you had an impact on me in the summer of 2020. Um, and, and even, and even after that, um, so I, I really, really, really appreciate you having me on here. Uh, well, you, now you're not going to be able to wipe the smile off my face. So I, I appreciate that too much, man. And it's good people like you. It's good people that are in the game of baseball. It's good people like the Lord that has uh, pointed me towards the gifts that other people have that I get to be blessed by that, you know, I get to take in as a little piece of me. And, uh, you know, selfishly, you know, and I mean this with all love, I can't believe how much this experience is helping me grow as a person through, you know, the people that are pouring, uh, you know, just information into me for that, that one hour yet, you know, I I'm just wishing I could be a fly on the wall for, you know, the entire day of who they get to be around, who they get to coach, who, who they get to bring their, you know, their love and energy to. So, you know, man, I'm rooting for you big time. And I've seen what you've worked, worked through for yourself to get to where you're at. And uh, now that you're there, I'm sure you see farther. Absolutely. Kirk. Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate everybody's time today. And, uh, spending an hour with us. I know that college baseball season has started. We jumped on a special night for us and, and we'll probably continue to do this as, as available, uh, it, you know, pertaining to my own college baseball schedule. But you know what the biggest thing is, is I'm not letting that get in the way. <laughs> I'm not letting that get in the way. We're going to do this once a week, no matter what, and find out a way to uh, be able to just connect as a community. And I appreciate the messages, the, you know, the gratitude, and uh, anything that's continued to be uh, shared and supported and, and just getting to be a part of people's hearts. And uh, actually, uh, <laughs> but as far as it goes, uh, thank you guys for everything that you, you've done and continue to do and look forward to, uh, you know, just being able to see everybody continue to grow. If there's anything yet that you ever need from me, feel free to shoot me a message and I'll do whatever I can do to be a service to you. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a nice one. See you guys.